When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed. This is Marek Larwood. Hello, film lovers. Welcome to this podcast, which is a chat about films that we've seen. It's Marek, David, and any other noises from Buddy, the dog, um, who's David's dogs. And the good news is that, yes. having been castrated, he's possibly even more excited than he was before. <laughs> Which is weird. Um, but yes, he's, he's recently been done, as they say. Um, what, do you mind me talking about it? That no, not at all. It's, it's, uh, it, well, it's not perfectly natural, is it? It's, it's a deeply unnatural act. But um, no, it, it's perfectly normal. So if you're feeling a bit down in the dumps, yeah. and you need a perk-up... Yeah. Do, now, Cut your own balls off. To be honest, no. I mean, we've we've been we've been trapped in the house for ten days, uh, just in recuperation mode. And when he came back, uh, <laughs> he was so drugged up from the because they put him under a general anaesthetic, and he's got the Buster collar, the flea collar thing. Yeah, he was so out of it, and it was incredibly depressing for a day because he'd just walk around smack into something then just stop as if he'd been told off and then stand there staring into space for 15 minutes before he moved anywhere it's very sad he didn't know what was going on well it's, it's all part of the uh, learning process yeah but we've all been there yeah but we're not here to talk about dogs uh, getting their knackers chopped off we're here to talk about films and talking of um, people who may need their knackers chopped off yeah. you've been to see a film this week yes I have been to see The Expendables 3 why uh, because I I enjoyed The Expendables 1 and 2, and so I thought I'd see the third one of the franchise. Um, let, let, let me, let me uh, put a caveat on that. I know exactly what The Expendables are uh, in terms of what kind of films they are. They are trash. They are complete trash, but I sort of enjoy them for being trash at the same time. Um, this one is the third one. They have expanded the cast. Expandables. It, the Expandables is really what it should be called. It, the way I see the Expendables is it's like the end of term cabaret of Hollywood, but of a particular generation of end Hollywood. End of career Harvard. cabaret. End of career cabaret, where you know you just go. Do you want? Can you come down for a couple of days? You can. You get to hold a gun. You, something will explode, and we'll we'll hang out. You just go. Yeah. Are they even fun. trying? They're just doing it. Yeah. It's like filming a fun holiday. Well, this is the thing. This is this is actually. Uh, you know, better than the first two. I'm going to look up on IMDb to confirm whether... 6.3. Pub- <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, this one, um, 
Basically, they are mercenaries uh, led by uh, Sylvester Stallone, who plays Barney, and uh, his right-hand man, Lee Christmas, played by uh, Jason Statham. But he's not even old. Jason Statham's 47. You're kidding me. I am not kidding you. What, he's aged 10 years just to be an expendable. <laughs> that's right, he wanted it so much. You think that's what happens? There's always people in their 40s and late 30s trying to make up their 30. Yeah. And when you get to 40 something, you've got to put 10 years to be an expendable. Absolutely, yeah. Even the posters just. It's, it's just a list of famous people's names. For hot, I'm looking on IMDb if you look at the picture. Yeah, it's. Well, the first, it, it's see if that? I can do it. See if I can do it, okay? Because I think there's 13 of them on the poster. On the poster, can you okay, name who's so on the poster? Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Statham, yes. um, Terry Crews, yes. um, then Wesley Snipes has been added to this one because he was yeah. supposed to be in the first one, but he was in prison for tax evasion. There's a lovely little joke about that in this film. Uh, we've added Antonio Banderas, mm-hmm. uh, Harrison Ford. Yes. Weirdly, Kelsey Grammer is in here. What? Yeah. Famous Hollywood hardman, Frasier. Uh, then you've got Jet Li and Arnold Schwarzenegger are back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, is he on there? Yeah, yes, Dolph he's Lundgren's there. there. And then you've got the new kids who I don't know quite so well. So there's Ronda Rousey, who is the MMA fighter, who's fantastic. Yeah. Um, then you've got uh, Kellen Lutz, who's from, yes. who's a young guy from the from the Twilight movies. Then you've got some guy called Ortiz, something Ortiz. Victor Ortiz. Victor Ortiz, who's a boxer. And then just some bloke, and I don't know who he is. Robert Davey. There you go. So you did all of them apart from that one. That was incredible. Yeah. Um, Antonio Banderas is really fun. He's a new addition to this. He he is the sort of comedy character, really. Oh, and Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's the baddie. Does he make jokes about himself being a sort of um, slightly... Uh, Racist was he, Mel Gibson? I can't remember what's wrong with him. He's the bad guy. I think that's as much of a nod to his darkness as they they do. But um, I tell you what, it's a 12A, this film, which I wasn't expecting because the previous ones are so violent, like gory violent. Yeah. Um, And it works better as a result of it. It it doesn't pull its punches. It is phenomenally bloodlusty. Is it a comedy or an action? There's gore in it. It's like... You know, it's it's an action film. It is an action film, but it's got a lot of sort of banter in it. And the banter's rubbish, but that's part of why it's so fun. But what it does have, which is odd, is the sort of Sylvester Stallone brand of sentimentality. So all of them are sort of lovable teddy bear characters who just happen to kill about 800 men each during the course of this, this film. But they all sort of love their love each other and... Uh, their uh, parents and they're all very respectful. Oh, okay, so nice you know, guys who kill. Yeah. Basically, nice guys can kill people. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, there is one woman in it, Ronda Rousey, who is, as I said, an MMA fighter. And uh, actually what I thought was bizarrely refreshing for this kind of testosterone-filled boy fest was... Um, although there's no other women for her to talk to, they don't over-sexualise her at all. She is just another one of the gang. And she just kills a load of people just like they do, and banters just like they do. And there's no sort of, but she falls in love with the sexy one because she's a woman. There's none of that. Is there any um, homosexuality in it? It's the most homoerotic um, military film since Top Gun, I'd say. Do any of the guys have sex with each other? In fact, they heavily imply, they heavily, heavily imply at the end that... um, Paul Bumming. No, that Sylvester... uh, Sorry, that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jet Li are um, doing it. What do you mean heavily comply? There's like a 
Uh, Sly says, "Get back. a room to them when they and uh, uh, they sort of laugh coquettishly, and uh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger lean, uh, lays on uh, Jet Li's shoulder. Oh, okay, and the director has said, "Yes, it's possible they are." So he would be the um, bummy rather than the bummer. Well, I don't want it. The visuals, I mean, I just the logistics there. I mean, Jet Li is a tiny man, so you don't know until you they've got their trousers off. Okay, so but <laughs> I'm glad you went down that blind alley. But um, no, I mean, genuinely, it's daft. If you don't enjoy gun violence, then you won't enjoy this at all. Was anyone else in the cinema? Yeah, plenty of people. Really? I tell you what, actually, it's one of these cinema experiences I should probably mention. Um, the film went up 20 minutes late. Uh-oh. We were all sitting there with the same rubbish, you know, uh, usually the American Beauty soundtrack, isn't it, playing in the cinema before you before the film starts. And uh, uh, we were told that they were going, there was a problem with the projector and they were going to uh, just skip some oh, they of the came adverts. Out and said, um, yeah, yeah, they actually okay. had to come and say something. And we had this really awkward situation where... Uh, one guy sort of thought to make a sort of blitz spirit community atmosphere out of it, who was sitting about five seats to my left. And he said, so, uh, hey guys, how is everyone? Uh, I, uh, I've been in a lot of movies myself, actually. And, uh, but he, the music was still playing. I was the nearest person to him, but he hadn't spoken directly to me. And I couldn't be bothered shouting over the music to make friends with a guy when a film could be about to start. So I just ignored him, and so did everyone else. He and the weird thing oh, is, no. half an hour into the film, he got up and left. Really? Yeah, clearly just too ashamed. Really upset. But, really upset. <laughs> but I thought it was a weird opening gambit. I've been in a lot of films myself. You could have got him on the Blooming Podcast. That man was Jerry Seinfeld. He could have turned things around. He could have been our greatest guest. <laughs> I don't know who he was. I don't know who he was. He looked probably been he a lot too French, young to be French in loads of art films. films. Oh, you'd have known him. You'd uh, have got yeah. on well. Um, <laughs> do you like obscure French art films that no one else really watches? Great. Okay, we're doing a podcast. It's um... <laughs> Come to my house now. Uh, yeah. So that was weird. Three. I can't believe people still watch this crap. Uh, it's it's not it's not it's trashy fun. Um, the third act is actually really good because they basically copied the raid again. So they get trapped in one location and it's just a proper action fest. But you, there's some fun. It's fun. It is a fun film. And it, this one is, oh my god, the dialogue is better than the clunksome dialogue in one and two. It's actually improved a lot. Well, Expendables two's got six point eight. Oh, but The Expendables 2 is terrible. The Expendables 2 is the worst one of them, I'd say. I saw the first one, and I thought it was total bollocks. Every two years. So, The Expendables 4, 6.5 The Expendables. So They have made made increasingly less money with every sequel. They've got to pay all the um, stars, haven't they? No, but as in the takings, before before, um, they worked that out, just takings, each one has made less. So uh, this one is considered a flop already. Oh, well, the first one... He directed the first one, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. yeah but yeah. he didn't direct this one. No. Uh, he, this wrote it, he wrote it, He did write it, yeah. He He's got a really high IQ, isn't he, Sylvester Stallone, apparently? Has he? Doesn't That's come across. Um, <laughs> a lot of people who can't speak properly are deceptively intelligent. Is that right? They've just got too many thoughts. Exactly, Whereas David. I only have one thought... 
at any time. Uh, most coherent, articulate people are very, very stupid because they've got nothing to confuse them on their path to getting across what they say. Oh, it's good to know. I'm going to make a coherent effort. <laughs> yeah? Not a coherent effort. A, uh, uh, here we go, my thoughts interrupt. Yeah, too many of them. <laughs> Concerted effort. Yes. Not to say, uh. Oh, do you say too much? Week. I listened to last week's podcast and there was a lot of erring. Oh, dear. So sometimes it's best just to be quiet in the silences. Do I do it? We both did it a bit, but I did it more than you. So, how many Davies will you give it? Uh, it's probably uh, five or six. Five or six. There we go. So don't watch The Expendables ever. No, no, it's fun. It's fun. It's a roller coaster. Talking of roller coasters... But, you know, a little one. Like with the ladybird ones, you know? It's like a ladybird roller coaster. Okay, for old people. The one that don't have bars that go down, it's just, you know, it doesn't go fast enough to throw you out of it. Right. Okay, well, if you like uh, hanging around children's playgrounds, uh, watch The Expendables 3. Do you know what? It's time for the letters section. All right. Who, who, who's written in and what the hell do they want? Jane has written in. And uh, since you like reading, um, you can read it. Here we go. I've got, I've got a week. cold coming. Apologies oh, okay. for my sniffling. What, what voice does Jane have? A woman's voice. A woman's voice. I'm very good at those. Dear David Marrick and Buddy the Dog... Hope you've had a good film summer so far. I've seen the Lego movie, awesome and cool. Then Toy Story 3 and some other cartoon favourites from off the DVD shelf. I've also indulged in some old black and white films and sci-fi classics from the telly. Buddy's a bit cross about that. I was listening recently to the podcast and you were talking about films with Hunter or Hunt in the title. Have either of you watched Night of the Hunter starring Robert Mitchum? I saw it on TV in my teens. It's got lots of slow build tension and suspense. It's a good, very evil tale and has some good scary moments, like when you find out what happened to the mother and when the children go through the swamp. You don't really know who's going to win until right near the end. Okay, maybe you do know that the good might win, but apparently the director didn't like children, so there is a bit of jeopardy in there. Films from the 50s don't seem to be so popular at the moment, but I think this one is brilliant. Give it a try. Regarding guests, are Margaret K. Smith and Lizzie Roper too busy at the moment? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Will the budget allow a bribe of a cornetto or something while they watch a film with you? And it's always nice to hear Tom Tuck and Humphrey Carr. Best wishes, Jane. Tom Tuck and Humphrey Carr are go-to guests. <laughs> go-to guests. Because we know they have nothing else to do. Uh, P.S. August the 15th, Really Good Sirens. Elvis made two films with blue in the title. See previous email. Uh, thank you, Jane. Thank you very much, Jane. Thanks for writing in. If you do want to write in, you can You can do. You can email us filmfandango at gmail.com. Or? or? Or if you want to just chat with other Film Fandango listeners, then go to Facebook forward slash Film Fandango. Or? Or you can tweet us at Film Fandango. Or? At Mr. David Reed or at Merrick Larwood. Or, or if you would like to simply uh, not communicate with us, just send us your hard-earned cash, then you can do so by going to filmfandango.co.uk and following the link from there. Um, and donations is the only way we can carry on doing this. All, so, of, it, all of the money that gets sent in goes to a disabled, terminally ill child who we never reference or speak about. <laughs> yeah, and they take it to the bookies. 
They take it to the bookies. And we've lost every time <laughs> so they, far. They every bet time. on ridiculous accumulators <laughs> that where they, one pound can be changed. That they million, barely comprehend. Yeah. And we, so we need your money to keep doing that because one day it will pay for it. All it is is a child who's very ill uh, logging on to labrooks.com and banging his head against the keyboard <laughs> until he spent the money. <laughs> That's basically our business model. Uh, one day... <laughs> one day, it worked for Bill Gates. Yeah, there we go. So, <laughs> talking uh, uh, about Night of the Hunter, if you haven't seen it, it's brilliant. Rob Mitchum uh, plays this evil preacher who sort of chases these kids around this black and white American countryside. That's what I can remember. I remember it's very, very good. There's some great sort of beautiful vistas in it. So watch it if you want to see a, a great evil villain. They must remake that soon. Have they not remade that yet? They, no, not yet, but they will. They remake everything. Yeah, they'll remake that with Seth Rogen as the preacher, isn't he? I can't wait. Seth Rogen as the preacher and Justin Bieber uh, <laughs> as both of the children. <laughs> and he gets killed in the end of it. Um, so I've uh, been, I went to the Isle of Wight to go and watch the Isle of Wight Film Festival. Yeah. But what happened was, uh, I went there for a week, and my mum, who's a bit uh, anal about things, I hate using that word because it's suddenly different. Mm. Anyway, mm. she's a bit very uptight. Uh, yes, that's, that's a better way of using it. Um, I don't think you should ever use mother and anal in the same sentence. Mother and tight is borderline. Okay, she's very. <laughs> <laughs> she's overtly organised. Okay. Um, stringent stringent yes yeah. I arranged to go and watch it with uh, some films with my friend my mum said you, you can't go that day because I've arranged for my brother and, and my niece and nephew to come round on the day I was supposed to go to the film festival oh. because she has, she has to organise things yeah. so I ended up watching lots of films I watched The uh, Pianist with the my pianist. nephew and my mum, mother which I amused myself and my nephew by calling it The Pianist <laughs> so my mum started saying I can't believe you're 38 years old <laughs> <laughs> and you still find it funny to call a film the, the use the use that word. I said I'm, I'm trying to say it right. It's the penis. So if you want to have fun, just watch yep. the uh, penis with your mother and refer to that. <laughs> or Adrian Brody's the pianist. Penis. Penis. And try is Adrian Brody right. actually any good? Because I've only seen him in uh, King Kong, which is a terrible. All he film. does is he just sort of plays weirdos in uh, what's his name's Wes uh, Anderson. Wes Anderson films now. Hmm. Apparently, you can have a career once you get mates of Wes Anderson. That's what I'd like to do. Yeah. You just get put... There's ten films. Done. I can see you in his films. Who would I be? I'd be some... T- um, you can be uh, Owen Wilson's disabled friend. I just have to smash my nose up so it looks like a, a penis. <laughs> um, sorry, I've taken this down a really um, unpleasant route. Um, <laughs> so I watched that. I watched a really uh, mental film called Mind Hun- Mind Hunters. I like the sound of it. It's got hunt in it. It is... It's got Christian Slater in it. Right. LL Cool J. I was thinking it's about cra- Christian Slater only yesterday. This is Where is he? Old. What's he up to? I was with my friend Paul, who's a friend of the podcast, who um, uh, we he made his independent film. Uh, we talked about it a few times before, and we went back to watch the film festival, which I didn't actually watch. Mindhunter. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really big budget film, directed by Rennie Harlan, who sort of made... Uh, what did he do? A few more. Oh, I'm trying to look up now. He's done uh, famous like Cliffhanger. He did uh, Long oh, yeah. Kiss Goodnight. Great. Uh, Deep Blue Sea. Sort of weird actiony films. 
This was a lost film in which FBI uh, experts get sent to an island to learn about psychological profiling, and one of them's a murderer, and they all get killed. It, the premise is so ridiculous, but it is strangely weirdly entertaining because the death scenes are great. So watch that. But Mind Hunter. Yeah, it's uh, it's a what lost. What has happened to Christian Slater? Because I can't think of seeing him in a film this since was, The Hollow Man Two. This was ten years ago, and also Val Val Kilmer's in it as well. And you can both see both of them. Their faces. You know, they're both Val Kilmer. There was a thing recently on Facebook. They showed actors how they've got really ugly as they get, get older. Yeah. Their features were sort of perfect. Their faces have got really fat and their features have stayed the same. Yeah. So they both look really odd. So this, you can both see them on the turn in this film. And this is 10 years ago. So I imagine they're both sitting somewhere at some fat face camp. <laughs> I apologise to Christian Slater if you're listening to this. He will and, come and kill you. He and, doesn't understand and social to, conventions. Uh, Val Kilmer. He must, they must be doing some TV series. Um, oh, they would be the worst two people to get trapped in a lift with. I think. I think that would be horrible so company. Now. Well, once they so take fat. up a lot of the oxygen, but just they would. I think they'd be on. Do you know what I mean? I think they'd be on all the time. They should make a film with them called Fatheads, <laughs> in which, <laughs> and then Fatheads Two, where you get a bigger cast, like the Expendables. You get, you get all the other people bigger whose bigger. faces have got really fat and their features haven't grown. Well, Mickey Rourke. There we go, there's one as well. He's got a really fat head. Save him for Fat Heads 3. Um, <laughs> so that's something I'll be intrigued if listeners have watched that. I watched two documentaries, because I've been to watching sports documentaries. Uh, one called The Motivation, which is about skateboarders, young skateboarders entering the skateboard competition. All you have to do to make a sports documentary is just follow some fly-on-the-wall thing about eight sk- skateboarders, yeah. then film the competition at the end. And well, because the competition in itself has jeopardy built in. So if you just follow a normal person in their life, nothing interesting may happen. Yeah, but just someone entering a competition yeah. has already got an art. So I'm going to start They're making, either going to win or lose. I'm going to make a documentary about my own sport. Okay. In the next year, I'm going to make up a sport and try and be world champion of it and make a documentary about it. Well, if you tell very few people about it, I think you could be world champion well, quite easily. I probably, probably still... Imagine that if I still lose. Anyway, <laughs> stay tuned and um, give me some money. Uh, anyway, that is uh, mildly entertaining. And there's one that's a bit more entertaining. It's called Ping Pong, which came out a couple of years ago. And it follows six entrants into the over 80, 85... It's the Veterans Ping Pong Championships in China. And there are six entrants in the over 85 Ping Pong Championships. Wow. So there's a woman from America who's 89... Uh, there's this bloke called uh, who's 89. Are these from, ex-competitors from, no, from the youth, or have they picked it up in their? They picked dotage? it up late. There's a, there's a woman from Australia who's 100 years old, and she says that, that ping pong's helped her to keep uh, keep living. She can't move at the table. Limey. She's just standing there. <laughs> How fast a game is it? It's really slow, but it's <laughs> fascinating, and I, 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 you can't help watching it thinking. Could they still beat me? Could they still... <laughs> probably could. They probably could still beat me. How far it's away from quite... the table are they? Because I know in professional ping pong, they're sort of like 100 yards. So, it's not they like that. It's, it's very slow. It's like watching... But it's heartwarming in a way. And thanks to my friend Paul Allen, who recommends to me. Um, because you're just seeing these old characters never on TV 
entering in this sort of sports drama context of a documentary which you're used to that sports right. documentary but it's about 85 year olds so and they're just talking about how they can't one's on his inhaler in between because he hasn't got the energy because he's had his half his lungs collapsed and he's just recovering from some sort of... it sounds quite like the Expendables it is <laughs> if the Expendables sport documentary it's the perfect watch the Expendables yeah. and then you want to see the real life version of that Watch ping pong, and it's available on iTunes. You can rent it for about two pound fifty or something for a nice. Uh, if you're getting really depressed, like I am, your life is over. <laughs> if you live to your eighty nine, there's a good chance you can become the world champion ping pong player. But they go all the way up to China. These people, I, I don't know how the, many people died during the wedge. The... Does get a lot thinner the older you get. I mean, if you can hold on in there, you could become the world champion of a lot of things. Just start doing. I think of the sponsorship as well. Yeah, I'm sure it's a huge market for octogenarian ping pongists. I would watch that on TV. I would too. And anyway, they're all interesting characters. They've got their life stories. They're all something more interesting than these skateboarders who are these. It's quite interesting two back-to-back documentaries. One was about young... One's about young people who are fundamentally boring and just... Uh, and they're all really rich and they're walking around their houses which are these huge pads and they've got this entourage of skateboard hangers-on they've all got sponsors and they're doing these amazing skateboard skills and then uh, at, uh, two hours later I'm watching these people taking you through their old drawers and sort of <laughs> moving the lace uh, downing from the top of their thing. Well, I've got a few. This one here is um, gold from uh, Belarus, <laughs> uh, 2004. And there's this old bloke called Dick. I mean, his name is Dick or something like that. He keeps some, he's memorised those quotes. He used to be a bodybuilder. And he keeps giving these, these odd sports quotes and poses which don't make any sense <laughs> whatsoever. And it follows him and this, uh, these, Amer- these two German women who are 89 and 90 and it's quite a heartwarming story and this one lady she had a stroke and she was getting really ill she couldn't even hold it back properly and the doctor and she went to ping pong uh, the German ping pong club and actually recovered from it because of the, her brain teaching her how to hit the ping pong ball wow um, but so if you want to watch The Expendables and ping pong two films about old people that's something to look forward to but also check out Mindhunters because I did not know how this film ever got made. <laughs> Completely mental film. Maybe they found uh, Christian Slater and Val Kilmer already on Fat Face Island. And they'll call Jane. Always other actors. Uh, there's a guy who plays one that is in Capote, plays one of the villains, a great actor, but the lines are terrible. But there's obviously shit loads of money gone into it and just got lost. So say what you think about Mine Hunters and Ping Pong. There we go. I've, I've, my cold's really kicking in, so I can't bother to talk anymore. All right. Well, I think that's probably uh, enough for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with more films and a guest. Exciting times. Um, you have anything else you want to say? You look like you want to say something. No, uh, that's it. All right. Keep watching the films. <laughs> Keep watching the films. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.